Hello there, everyone. Welcome to Digital Nomad Mastery, the podcast and a video cast where we teach you how to make money while traveling the world. Speaking of traveling the world, we're currently here in the northern Philippines. And uh, unfortunately, this area doesn't have very good internet. So apologies if there's any internet hiccups or lags. But hey, it's all part of the Digital Nomad journey. You never know when you're going to have perfect internet. <laughs> so I'm super excited for a guest. I love interviewing fellow dads, fellow entrepreneurs, fellow coaches, fellow consultants. And I have one on the show here today. His name is Joel Kessel. And uh, Joel has an amazing six-step process to build people's business, including figuring out your vision, your audience, your message, your SWOT analysis, your strategy, and your tactics. So I've been talking to Joel over the last few weeks about this, and I'm super excited to unpack it for the sake of all you guys who are listening and viewing on YouTube and, of course, on all the podcast directories. So want to welcome up our guest today, Joel. How are you doing today, my friend? Wonderful. How are you doing? It's great to be here. So, uh, Joel, um, one of the things we love to do on a show is to get to know our guest stories. So not just doing a bio, but to really get into your story. So why don't you trace it back and uh, take us on a journey. Take us on a journey of your story in terms of your family, your business, and how you became an yeah, absolutely. So, you know, I went to school for journalism and I wanted to get into uh, uh, public relations. And uh, but but even before then, I had the opportunity in high school where I worked at a local radio station back home in uh, in Canton, Ohio. And uh, uh, that was such a wonderful opportunity for for a kid my age to be running a, a 50 watt radio station. Um, so they gave me a lot of responsibility and actually I thought that I was going to go into, to radio, you know, back then, but, uh, I had a, a chance meeting with, with one of the, uh, veteran reporters one night at the radio station. And, and he asked me, Hey, how are things going? I said, this is great. I mean, how many guys my age actually have the opportunity to be doing what I'm doing? And, and, and in so many words, he said, don't do it. <laughs> I was like, What? Uh, and he sort of laid out this, this, uh, you know, picture of, uh, you're going to be traveling all the time and you're going to be looking for your next job as soon as you get that next job. And he told me about public relations and communications and strategy and how I can still, uh, still work with media, but in other, in, in other ways. And, you know, I look back on that time and what great advice it was. Uh, because it totally pointed me in a different direction. And so I went to school for journalism and ended up getting a degree in public relations. Uh, after that, moved to Chicago. And I was in Chicago for about 14 years and uh, worked for a number of different agencies up there. And it was there when I broke off on my own and started freelancing. Now, uh, uh, since you asked for that, that backstory that's not part of my bio, the reason I actually uh, broke off to start freelancing was because I still had that itch to get behind the microphone, right? I was looking back on my, my radio days and I still had that itch. Well, Chicago is an awesome market for commercial voiceover work. So that, that's why I started freelancing. So I could pursue this, this career, if you would, in, uh, in commercial voiceovers. And did that for about three years, uh, had the demo tape, had the agents, uh, got work doing voiceover work. And, and on the side, I was freelancing uh, with the PR and communications and the writing 
uh, that gave me the flexibility so I could go out and audition and do gigs. Well, after about three years, I said, you know what? I scratched that itch. And the freelance thing was, was going extremely well and decided to do that full time. And that was, gosh, we're going on about 19 years now. During that time, met my wife, uh, had a little girl and moved back here to Ohio about 10 years ago. And it's hard to believe we moved here when our daughter was one year old. And since then, we've, we've added, uh, we adopted a boy and uh, they're 11 and seven, and we're knee deep in all the things, parenting and, and being a dad, and we're having a blast and working from home. And, <laughs> and that's, you know, that, that's where we are right now. Well, thank you, Joel. Thank you for tracing it back. And, uh, you know, one of the awesome things about being an entrepreneur is that uh, ability to work from home. Of course, it comes with its challenges, like screaming kids and uh, kids interrupting your work. But hey, uh, it's an incredible blessing to hang out with them, isn't it? Oh, absolutely. You know, when uh, I, I don't know how many dads have the opportunity to just, you know, be able to have lunch or to, to get the kids off to school, take them to school, pick them up from school. And, you know, to me, it's just really important to have those moments because they're, they're going to remember, you know, we're I like to say we're, we're planting deep seeds now. We don't know when those are going to sprout and, and grow, but uh, it, it may happen 20 years from now. And uh, that, that's fine. It's, it's worth the investment now. It is definitely. We're planting the seeds and watering them, nurturing them, and we're going to uh, definitely reap the harvest in the years to come. So uh, why don't you uh, unpack a little bit about your business? So tell us what your business is currently uh, what are the, what's the business and what are the different services? Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, uh, going back to when I started freelancing, it was more or less a PR virtual agency where we did a lot of media relations, messaging type work. And over the last five to six years, I've really gone on a journey to, I like to say I'm in the middle of a major, major pivot. And so I, right now I, uh, I'm an executive coach and strategic advisor for, for leaders who feel stuck and are looking for that clarity and uh, also do whiteboard strategy sessions and team building type uh, sessions. And I also do retreats. So do a series of all day retreats, really helping those leaders and those individuals, solopreneurs, entrepreneurs, uh, who feel stuck just to help them gain that clarity for their personal, professional success, whatever, whatever success looks like for them. As long as they have that a growth minded mentality, then, then we can work together. Um, so right now, you know, we're doing this through Zoom, I'm doing a lot of, of Zoom, you know, uh, uh, coaching calls, uh, group coaching, um, and uh, it's just, it, it's great. I mean, you know, obviously, just being able to leverage technology and what technology really affords us to do nowadays, anyone, uh, whether you're a digital nomad like yourself or you're in some, some corporation uh, in, in the world, you can start that side hustle just by simply leveraging technology. So right now, my business really hasn't been focused on a lot of PR communications, but it's a lot of strategy, strategic advising, 
and helping companies, business owners, leaders, and entrepreneurs really just gain focus and clarity so they know that they're heading in the right direction with confidence. And I'm, I'm certain a lot of our listeners of yours are in that place you mentioned, being stuck, not having the focus, not having the vision, not having a direction, confused, frustrated, maybe the money struggles, the, the loneliness, you know, as an entrepreneur, et cetera. So I would love to um, unpack some strategy and uh, really add a lot of value here to everyone who's listening and watching who have taken time out of their busy days to listen on, uh, of course, on the podcast and of course on YouTube as well. So let's firstly do an overview. Uh, you have this amazing six-step process. So let's firstly do the overview, and then I'm going to ask you a little bit of a deeper dive into some of the uh, steps. Absolutely. So six steps, really, you know, my program is called Change Your Outcomes. So step one is we really need to put a stake in the ground and identify what, what are our goals? What is our ideal future state? And, and it's, it's tough to really think that through, but where do we want to be in a year? Where do we want to be in three years or five years? And then from there, we talk about, well, who do we need to engage? Who's that target audience? Who are those customers? Who are those people that we're trying to help along the way? Step three is, well, what's our message? And we can talk about some of the tools within the message, but, but what's the message that we need to develop and communicate to that audience so we can help them and, and get them to you know, clarity and, and, and focus? Four, it's your simple SWOTS analysis. What are your strengths? What are your weaknesses? What are those opportunities that are out there to help those people? What are some of the threats that may exist that uh, may impact your, cust uh, your business and how you're doing business? Step five are what are the strategies? And, and Ricky, the, this is one of the steps that I think is one of the most critical, but is one of the most often overlooked because step six our tactics and what happens a lot of time are, you know, solopreneurs, entrepreneurs, you, you, whomever, all of us, we've been there. We have our goals and we jump straight to tactics. And then we're frustrated because while we're doing this and it's not, we're not gaining any traction. But I think the, the, one of the big critical steps in all of that are, are the strategies. And uh, yeah, we can unpack that and go there. Um, but, uh, but those are the, are the six, have those goals, have clarity on your audience, have a clear message, understand your strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats, identify those strategies. And if you do those five things along the way, the tactics are, are going to be there. And, and that becomes a lot easier than at the end. So you know exactly how you're going to do it, how you're going to get to achieving your goals and your ideal future state. Awesome. I, I love your process. Uh, you know, uh, definitely something I can relate to in terms of my own struggles, but also in terms of like what I've done to overcome my struggles by following your six steps. Um, so let's go through these. So the first and most important thing is to create a vision. A lot of people, when they start a business, they think of the product, they think of the service. They're like, okay, I have this great idea. Let's start selling it. Let's start a product. Uh, let, let's start um, monetizing it. But they haven't created this big long-term vision, um, you know, in terms of the mission, vision, values, purpose, et cetera. So um, when, when, when it comes to vision, how, how, how do you do it? Like, what are your tips to creating a solid? Yeah, well, there, there's a couple of things. Uh, I have an exercise that I take my one-on-one uh, my -on -one and group coaching uh, clients through. 
And it, it is simply asking yourself, well, what, what do I desire? What do I want? And, and I had to go through that about 18, uh, 24 months ago um, and really map out how am I currently working and, and get that down. And then next to that is how do I want to be working in 12 months? How do I want to be impacting people? And when I went through that exercise, it was interesting because the current state, I was still working in that virtual agency. I was pitching business, getting business. We would develop the plan. And then I would have a team that would execute upon that plan. And I'm like, you know what? This is not how I want to be working moving forward. So what is my ideal future state? And part of this is, is listening. You know, I had to do a lot of listening and, and I was getting a lot of feedback from people and coaching, advising, speaking, engaging with people like this were all the things that kept coming back to me as that you're really, really good at that. And, and I, I enjoyed doing that. So I'm thinking, well, why don't I do more of that, right? It's, it's so obvious. So my ideal future state, you know, 18 months ago is exactly what I'm doing now. It's the one-on-one -on -one coaching, it's the group coaching, it's the strategy and whiteboard sessions, and it's, and it's developing, you know, some of those retreats. Um, you know, also part of my journey, and I shared this with you when we were some conversations we've had, but it was about six or seven years ago, I was stuck, right? And I heard a quote that one of my mentors and coaches shared with me, and he said this, the most damaging thing to a child is the unlived life of a parent. Man, I heard that. And my kids at the time were five and one. And I'm like, what are you doing? What, what do you want life to look like? So I wrote my own, I have a dream speech and it outlines what life is like kids, my wife, uh, work, play, uh, all of that. And just going through that exercise of really thinking through my own, I have a dream speech really helped with my vision of what I want the future to look like for me and my family. Yeah, you mentioned obviously the famous speech by Martin Luther King Jr. And uh, we all need to have that kind of powerful dream. Uh, let's hear a little bit of yours. I'd love to hear like, what's your vision and what's your dream and what's your Martin Luther King moment? Wow, you're putting me on the spot. I'm gonna, it's about a page and a half, but basically, you know, it starts off that um, my internal alarm clock goes off at around 5.30 a.m. And I pull on my workout clothes and, and work my way down into the basement where our full workout, workout room is there. I smell you know, coffee in the kitchen as I'm going downstairs. And I go down and I you know, work, myself, work out. Uh, I pray, I journal, and I take that time to, to thank God for, for the many blessings and the opportunities that I have and work out. And I spend about an hour doing that. Part of that vision then is I'm thinking about the interview I'm going to do later on with, uh, with Patrick Lencioni, who doesn't even know me right now, but it's part of my vision that, hey, maybe one day I'm going to interview him or someone of, of his caliber, right? And uh, I think about the next book that I'm going to write that's uh, based on a, a presentation that I gave last week to about a thousand uh, business leaders. And, and it was talking about how to share your meaningful work in a meaningful way, uh, success and growth. 
And then I, I have lunch later on with my accountant. And after we talk about our family and kids, I, I, we just laugh at how successful my business is going because of one-on-one -on -one coaching, group coaching, books, uh, online programs. And I just outline all of these things in my I Have a Dream speech, uh, you know, that just sort of describes a, a day in time. Um, part of that is you know, the family sitting down uh, for dinner and, and how I've, I value that time every evening just to share and, and talk about our day. Uh, I talk about, you know, sitting on the back deck, watching our kids and neighbors catch fireflies while my wife and I are talking about our, our trip to Europe uh, and how we're blessed to be able to, to travel the way we can and expand our knowledge and wisdom and have those experiences. Uh, it, it also talks about the check that I need to write to the church, and, and it's, it's humbling that I can write a check that's larger than what I made five years ago. Um, these things haven't happened, but these are all part of that vision of what I'm looking at life to be like somewhere in the future, three, five years down the road. So that kind of gives you a, a snapshot of, of part of my I Have a Dream speech. I love it, man. I was getting uh, shivers there, Joel, just listening to you. It's very powerful, and I could tell you were really getting into it. Uh, your emotions and uh, the way you were expressing it and vocalizing it, I could feel. I could feel that it wasn't three or five years. It was like today. It was like you were speaking like it was actually a reality today. Very powerful. I've done something similar with our, our futures, like. We're uh, like in San Diego, overlooking the ocean. We can smell, we can uh, listen to, to the, the waves crashing along the beach. We can hear the sound of our kids. We're in a boardroom and uh, some of our, the most influential people are in the boardroom giving me advice and direction in, in terms of my business. And we're you know, making a difference in terms of volunteering and impact. So I've done very similar stuff and it's, it's so powerful. So thanks for sharing your dream and your perfect day with our audience here. So speaking yeah, audience, that's your second step, which is audience. And of course, you and me, we have audiences to do the things we do like uh, podcasts and Facebook lives and social media. Uh, tell us about uh, how our audience can grow their audience. Yeah, well, you know, a lot of that is, is starting with that goal and that, that clarity, you know, having that clarity, but also um, helping our audience. So for me, for example, uh, I'm working on a campaign for nonprofit organizations, and it, it's to help nonprofits with their strategic planning. You know, about a third of only a third of nonprofits here in the United States have an actual strategic plan. So there's a real opportunity to help nonprofits help the people that they are trying to impact and, and, and help. Um, so in understanding that audience, it's real easy, I think, for many to think, well, oh, there's 1.41 million nonprofit organizations in the United States, you can't help all of them. I've got to take a deeper dive and look at that. My program right now is ideal for that nonprofit that has an operating budget somewhere between a quarter million up to about 5 million. So they have, have limited funds, but they need to have that focus and clarity. I can't go to each one of those nonprofits. So I've, I really have to think of my audience and who I need to leverage to get in front of a lot of different nonprofits. So for me, part of my 
identifying my audience in helping these nonprofits, it's partnering with state associations. Uh, I have a partnership with the Ohio Association of Nonprofits here, and I have access to about five to 600 nonprofits a year because of some programs and workshops and strategy programs that I do with the Ohio Association of Nonprofits. Also part of that is building relationships with other foundations who have money and funds to grant these nonprofits. So it makes a lot of sense for me to understand my audience. It's really those state associations and foundations that are trying to help their local nonprofit organizations. Beautiful. So we've uh, talked about the audience and then the third step is the message. And of course, every, every brand, every business needs to have a clear, consistent message. So tell us a little bit about um, how people can develop their message for their business. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, we look at this and we're trying to connect and engage with a lot of people. And, and I look at it really in three phases. And we just talked about audience. Two is you've got that, uh, you've got that message. Well, three is, well, how do you get the message to the audience, right? And you know this. I mean, there's, it seems like 127,000 different ways to get the message to that audience. Can't do it all. So that's why I stress going through this six-step process to really identify and hone in on, on how we're going to get that message to that audience. But in terms of the message, there's a couple of tools that, that real simple tools that I use and teach to help gain that clarity for, you know, what does that audience need to hear from you? So number one is it's a simple value proposition uh, format. So some questions you need to ask yourself, who, who can benefit? Who can benefit from my, my product or my service, right? Um, what's the problem that, that they're having? Uh, what's the challenge or the frustration? Um, what, what does success look like for them, right? All right, how can I come in and help alleviate some of those challenges and frustrations? So you can see already with, with the questions that we have to ask ourselves, it's not about us. It's all about them, right? So that's, that's a powerful uh, uh, thought that, that I see a lot of organizations and individuals, they, they try to make it about themselves. And you know what, quite frankly, and you know this, <laughs> they, they don't care. You know, we've got to make it about, we understand their problem, their pain and their frustration, and we have a program or a service that's going to help alleviate that. So if we can go through and ask a lot of those questions, then we can fill in the framework. And my framework is simply, I am, I help, do and understand so that. So for me, I'm a strategic advisor and executive coach. I help growth-minded leaders gain clarity so they can experience personal and professional growth. I just use that format of I am, I help do and understand so that as part of my value proposition. And by going through that exercise, I hope I've made it about them and not me. Because you know, we see it all the time. People online, on social media, look at how awesome I am. I'm great. I did this. I won this award. And it's like, how are you helping me? <laughs> right? And I'm turned off. So the more we can make it about them and how we can help them in our message, 
the more we're going to attract them. You know, one of my coaches always says, clarity attracts, confusion repels. And the more clear we are on our message and who we're going to help with that audience, the more people we're going to attract who want what we have and they, they want our help. They want us to help them alleviate their problem or their challenge, whatever that is. And then part of this is another tool called a message map. Message map is a one page document that simply outlines problems, solutions, benefits. So if you've gone through the exercise of answering those questions that lead you to developing your, your value proposition, all, all of the information is there for this message map. And this message map, again, problems, solutions, and benefits. And it helps you frame up the conversation. And for me, this simple tool, I've used this in preparing for, uh, for presentations, PowerPoint, uh, you know, uh, webinars, for preparing for uh, interviews such as this. It's just, it, it's a great tool to help you stay on message and stay consistent with your brand. So again, we're not pushing out confusion and repelling people, but we're very, very clear and we're attracting people who want to receive the help that we're offering. That's awesome. I, I love your uh, statements that I am, I do, and so that. And you go to networking events all the time, and it's usually like pushing what you do, pushing what you do, pushing what you do, but not in terms of how, how it will do the person, how it will actually help the person. So I love the whole spin on the traditional elevator pitch uh, by making it a them-centric elevator pitch with the what's in it for me, right? What's in it for them uh, approach. So I love that. I love that. And I love the whole message map tool as well. Uh, so the next step of your process is called SWAT, the strengths, the weaknesses, the opportunities and the threats. So maybe you can explain um, how does that look like? What are some opportunities and threats? What are the uh, potential pitfalls? Yeah, you know, and I think the, obviously this is going to be different for everybody. But um, when I was developing my group coaching outline, uh, this was one of the areas I was like, ah, you know what, is this going to add a whole lot of value? Um, and after the first couple of groups went through it, you know, did my assessment and, and asked some questions. And I always asked about, about that section and the feedback was, yeah, it was extremely helpful because how many times do we actually take a step back and carve out the time to think through some of this stuff? Well, what am I good at? What are my strengths? Well, gosh, what am I weak at? Well, what, what frustrates me, right? What opportunities are out there? And, and sometimes, you know, it's a lot of, I've got this product and I got to push, 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 but we're not taking the time to really think about, well, what are the opportunities out there for me to help with my program or my, or my service? And, uh, you know, this isn't one of those things because, you know, there's different thoughts out there on you should only focus on your strengths. Don't worry about your weaknesses. Um, yeah, I, I agree to that to a certain degree, but you know, sometimes you've got to turn those weaknesses into opportunities. And I, I believe a lot of weaknesses are opportunities. Well, if you're going to pursue those opportunities, then you've got to leverage your strengths. So all of these things are really overlapping with each other. And, you know, part of my process and part of my journey in, in gaining clarity in, in uh, 
really leveraging my strengths is, is I did an assessment. Uh, there's a ton of assessments out there, whether it's DISC or Strength Finders. And I mean, there's uh, seems like a gazillion assessments. For me, I went through the pro development assessment and it really identified how I'm hardwired um, and, and what interests me and, and what's, uh, what my strengths really are. And that provided a lot of clarity in, in, in going through this exercise of identifying my own SWATs and, and pointing me in, uh, in a better direction for my programs and services. Awesome, yeah, so I definitely recommend those, uh, um, those tests, the tests, like things like the Strengths Finder, the Myers-Briggs personality test, the True Colors, uh, there's even the great book called What Color Is Your Parachute? It's usually for job searches, people searching for jobs, but just the, the whole activities in What Color Is Your Parachute uh, by Richard Bowles is a great one. Even Love Languages, that's a really good one as well, figuring out yeah. what your love language is just for relationships with business as well. Is Enneagram, Enneagram is a good one as well. And there's a lot more. So uh, doing your SWOT analysis and all doing all those tests. Uh, so it comes down uh, to the last two now, which is strategy and tactics. So um, if you uh, fail to plan, you plan to fail, as they say. So how do you develop a strong, solid, monetizable strategy? Yeah, you know, and this is, and I, I mentioned it earlier, is a lot of times strategies, uh, this is the area that often gets overlooked. And I believe that's a huge, huge mistake because this, I believe, is the filter or, or the pathway that is going to help us achieve our goals or our ideal future vision. So when we're, when we're thinking about some of the tactics, we're thinking, well, what's the strategy? And we're using the strategy as a filter to ladder up to, to that goal. So uh, strategies really are you know, what we need to do. And if we can look at this, you know, take a step back for a moment. If we look at objectives or our, or our goals, our strategies and tactics, Really, our objectives and our goals are where we want to be. What's our ideal future vision and future state, right? The strategies are what we need to do to achieve those goals and objectives. And then tactics are how we're going to do, there, do that and, and, and get there. So the what we need to do is oftentimes overlooked. So... For me, with uh, let's go back to the nonprofit campaign strategy that, that I shared a second ago. If for me, part of the strategy, some of the strategies are leveraging my relationships with current connections, with the Ohio Association of Nonprofit Organizations and with a handful of other foundations locally, because I know they have access to lots of nonprofits. Another strategy is I need to create resources and, and content that continually educates and uh, those growth-minded nonprofit organizations. Also, part of this is, and this is a challenge for me that I need to keep reminding myself of, is I need to think long-term campaign and not one-off tactics. And a lot of times we're in that society where we want things now, right? We want that instant gratification fight that urge, right? We're in it for the long haul. We're in it for the long game here. So think long-term campaign. Yeah, to me, that is a strategy that I have to keep reminding myself of. And then that's going to help then with, with the tactics when I begin to execute those. And, um, you know, uh, over 
for the last few conversations we've had, I, I loved how you defined the difference between goals, strategies, and tactics. So for those of you listening and watching, make sure you write these notes down for everything here. Uh, but it, I'd never heard this as quite a, a mind twist for me in terms of like, what's the difference between goal, strategy, and tactics. So a goal is where you want to be. A strategy is what you need to do. And a tactic is how you're going to do it. Um, so we've talked about strategy um, in terms of tactics. So uh, a lot of people get stuck in terms of like, okay, they have a great plan, but they struggle to actually execute and apply and implement. So what are your top tips for uh, developing the tactics? And Yeah, you know, it really does come back to your audience. If, if you have a deep, deep understanding of that audience, which is step two of this whole process, then that's going to help with knowing the right tactics uh, to, to use for these folks. So, uh, you know, you got to make it super, super easy for them to, to know what you do and how you can help them. You know, clarity attracts, confusion repels. So tactically speaking, um, you know what? Just because uh, a series of Facebook ads worked for one entrepreneur or uh, digital nomad, you know, over here doesn't necessarily mean that's going to work for you and your business. So that's why we go through all of those steps and why tactics are the last step in this six step process, because now we have a deeper understanding of where we want to be, who we're going to help, the message we're going to communicate with them how we're going to, uh, you know, and what we're going to do to get there. Now, all of a sudden, the tactics fall into place. So obviously, there's going to be an online component. You know, for me, if I go back to my nonprofit campaign, you know, example, it's, it's having that landing page. It's having a, an email capture. It's having a, uh, you know, that lead magnet or helpful resource. Again, keyword, helpful, educational, adding value. And, you know, they download that, you capture their email and you're thinking about how can I continue to add value to them. Um, and through that, it's, it filters then back into how do I help them? I can do one-on-one -on -one coaching. They can hire me to come in and do a whiteboard strategy session. Some of them I take, through, uh, take them through a full-blown two-day strategic planning process right? And they walk away with a one-page strategy that provides a lot of clarity and focus. So for me, tactically, uh, you know, it starts online, but then also leveraging my relationship with the Ohio Association of Nonprofits, I go and do workshops for them. I do webinars for them. I do uh, free one-on-one -on -one consulting calls. They, they line them up. I show up and, and pour into these people and just show up filled up and, and, try, and try to help them. And, you know, that saves me a lot of time when I've got a great partner uh, like that association who can, who can do some of the heavy lifting and bring those people to me. Um, so tactically, you know, with them, it's having the right content uh, for that association to say, yes, this is valuable information to share with our 500 to 600 members. And, and again, you go through all five steps leading up to step six, all the tactics are right there. It's not, oh, I've got to sit down and think about all my tactics. No, go through all your notes, all your brainstorming you know, notes, and they're all right there. You just saved yourself a ton of time and a lot of heartache and stress.
Love it, love it. Uh, you know, it's uh, definitely like this incremental progression uh, from one to six. You don't just start at the end, you start at the beginning and work your way up. Um, so Joel, a lot of people obviously uh, have heard uh, this podcast or video cast and they've been inspired. But it's one thing to hear all the info, then to put into practice for your own business. So uh, for the people here on the podcast, if you cast want to hire you, who want to get further insights uh, and um, support, uh, tell us about your website, how they can reach out and connect and how. Absolutely. So simply go to KesselCommunications.com and that's K-E-S-S-E-L communications with an S.com. And there's about seven different calls to action, just buttons that will take you directly to a free phone call. I'm all about, let's set up a call. Let's have a conversation and talk about what are your problems? What are your frustrations? Where do you want to be? Everything we've been talking about here today are a lot of the questions that I ask on these consultation calls that really get people thinking. And look, at the end of a half hour or an hour, however long that conversation is, if I've provided you a lot of clarity and, and you're, you're all good, I can sleep well at night. That's okay. But if you want to go deeper and you like what you've heard and you know that I can help you, then obviously we can talk about one-on-one -on -one group coaching, you know, whiteboard strategy sessions, all those ways that I'm, that I'm helping people. But it all starts with going to KesselCommunications.com, hit the talk with Joel button, fill out the form and we'll set up a call, whether it's through Zoom or, or a phone call. Well, the key here is not to wait, uh, to go to the website right now, yes, right now, and click on that button, that talk to Joel button, uh, because there's no risk here and there's no like a hard sale or anything like that. It's just basically getting a lot of value, you know, really helping you in your business. And if you feel value, and, you know, uh, work with Joel. And if not, like Joel said, he'll be happy camper. And so will you because you have got a lot of direction for your own business. So highly encourage you guys to take up that offer by Joel. Uh, Joel, I uh, wanted to thank you for coming on to the show. You've been a, an incredible encouragement and adding so much value here to our audience. You're definitely uh, living the message. Thanks uh, so much for being Thank you for having me. Love what you're doing. You're an inspiration. It's just uh, a lot of fun to, to watch you and what you're up to. So thank you. And thanks, everyone, for tuning into this podcast and videocast live on location here in the northern Philippines. Of course, check out digitalnomadmastery.com as well. Uh, so thanks, everyone, and we'll catch up with you.